0: This is the Heritage Cookbook Project podcast, where we connect with cooks across the country to talk about food memories and family recipes and learn just a little bit more about one another. And I'm your host, Leigh Olson.
1: Hi, I'm Kate McDermott. I uh, live in Port Angeles, Washington. I've been a home cook and a home baker all my life, uh, baking for my family and friends. And I've written two books Art of the Pie. And also home cooking with Kate McDermott, all the recipes that I made from all those family and friends that I've been cooking for, for decades.
0: In my chat with cookbook author Kate McDermott about baked stuffed tuna rolls, I learned what concerts and meals have in common, how a Catholic working mom fed her family on Friday nights, and how the memory of a loaf of bread can transport you back to your childhood. Who inspired you to start cooking?
1: My early inspiration in cooking was my grandmother. My grandmother Gege and she uh she cooked without recipes as did most of the people that I was surrounded with in my early life in the kitchen. Uh, the lady next door Sadie Flynn was another one, she was an early baking mentor, never had any recipes.
0: There was kind of an innate ability for women to just know how to put things together. I think we've moved so far away from that, that we have to now rely on recipes, which is, I mean, I guess it's a good thing in some instances, but in others, I think it kind of hamstrings us.
1: Yeah, I certainly have thoughts about a lot of this. We look at magazines and we look at books and we have cooking shows on television and um they give us an idea of something and sometimes it looks like it's unattainable or that there's too many steps involved. And, oh, let's just go, uh, you know, call for takeout or or go somewhere to eat rather than, um you know, it's okay if it doesn't turn quite, doesn't look or turn out quite like what you expected. It's probably going to be just fine and just give it a try. You know, what's the worst that can happen is – that if it's really bad, you do go out. <laughs> that's that's plan B.
0: <laughs> I think that's a really good point. We, we've started to rely so much on recipes that we don't rely on our intuition that we can do these things. And the point about um, seeing things that have been propped and styled and feel unattainable to us, I think in many senses, we have really done ourselves a disservice.
1: I do I I do agree and there's something that I can equate that to. In my previous career of professional music, we listen to musical recordings that are perfect. And then when we go to a concert, if it's not perfect, what we remember is the mistake rather than that was a live performance and you know so what if there's a, a mistake? I'm I'm they're in a shared space with people listening to something having having an experience with them which is the same thing when i sit down at the table and share a meal with people
0: i agree and i love that i think that the the whole part of the experience it's not just about what the food looks like or what it tastes like but it's that experience that we have with the people that we sit down at the table with the memory that that we were going to talk about today is essentially a sandwich that your mother used to make, and it's called baked tuna stuffed French rolls.
1: As I mentioned that, you know, my mom always made sure that we had dinner on the table. We sat down at six o'clock every night, uh, no matter what she worked uh, and was always trying to find things that were quick and easy, not really uh, many ingredients that could just be put together and then popped in the oven and out on the table. It was a recipe that she would make for us on Fridays, uh, you know, because I grew up in a Catholic household and on Fridays you didn't eat meat. So we often had these stuffed French rolls on Friday nights.
0: Is this a recipe that she found, do you think, or is it something that she made up?
1: The story of these is that, um, first of all, I don't know whether there is a recipe for them. I can tell you that in the town that I grew up in, Santa Barbara, the news press in Santa Barbara, they always do a feature on previous, um, uh, El Presidente's. My dad had been, uh, El Presidente of, uh, the Santa Barbara Fiesta in 1954, and they had a feature on, um, in the women's section of the newspaper, of recipes, favorite recipes of the El Presidente's wives. And my mom contributed her stuffed tuna rolls to the paper. Uh, I think I was probably about six years old when uh, this was to be published. But I, I definitely remember that she was making them, and she's very nervous about writing up a recipe. Coming up
0: after the break, creaky wooden floors, the aroma of freshly baked bread, and small independent stores. This episode of the Heritage Cookbook Project podcast is supported by Bob's Red Mill. When you're making those treasured family recipes, don't leave the quality of your ingredients to chance. Visit bobsredmill.com to find out more about this employee-owned company, their products, and how you can fill your pantry with them. With their products, not their employees. And now, back to Kate and the baked stuffed tuna
1: rolls. She would take these uh, French rolls that um, they're kind of hard on the outside. I think they were probably about six inches long, and they kind of were shaped like uh, sweet potatoes. And she would slit the top of it, and she would pull out the bread from the inside. So there's a shell. And then she would have taken one or two cans of, I think it was chicken of the sea tuna, and she would drain it. And then she would take, uh, I can't give you an exact amount other than a plop or two of mayonnaise. And um, we were a best foods family. I know that there were people that were the craft mayonnaise people. You know, we she liked best foods. And um she would plop some of that into a bowl with the tuna. She would finely chop some onion, finely chop some celery, a little squeeze of lemon. And she would mix it all together. And then she would take a spoon and she would put this back into the Empty hollow cavity of the French rolls, then she would secure the top of the French roll with two toothpicks that were um, done in a little X on top, and she brushed the rolls with melted butter, and she put them into an oven, probably around three twenty-five, and they just heated up, and the outsides got a little browner and more golden, and we loved them. <laughs> they were just wonderful. But I remember going to the grocery store down the street. Uh, It was about a block, a block and a half away from us and um, quality foods. And they had the French rolls from Bior's uh, bakery. And there was a little truck that would run around town and deliver these rolls. The memory of that bread, of being a little girl walking into that store with its wood floor, and I can remember hearing the squeaks on the floor, and there was the rack that had the white bags of bread. Picking that loaf off of the rack, and it was warm, the aroma, I can just be that little girl again
0: i could literally see that store as you talked about walking in and the floor creaking and the the shelves and the bread and the even the
1: smell oh yeah and you know in those days the storekeepers knew you and it was just it was so great to go into small independent stores and, you know, they would, they, there was the butcher and, and he knew my family and he knew my grandmother and he knew, he knew all of us and we knew his family and we knew the, the people who ran the store and it was, um, that's a, I, that's a part of our world, our life that, I hope that in some ways through our things like our farmer's markets that we're still hanging on to, to some of that. Yeah.
0: And, and I think that you're, I think that the food is something that does allow for that deep connection. And I, the farmer's markets, I know the farmer's markets around the area that we both live in are really, really highly supported. And it's so nice to see that because Food is, it's so important to us. It's something that connects every single one of us. Every single one of us eats. And um, we have memories around our food. If listeners wanted to make this, what advice would you give to them?
1: Make sure that you get the best darn French rolls you can get, crusty on the outside and soft as pillows on the inside in terms of recipes that I remember and ones that my family seemed to enjoy a lot, uh this is one that was way up there for us. Maybe we just had really simple taste.
0: But sometimes the simple tastes are the ones that taste the best.
1: I think simple taste is is it's what I think it's what comfort food is all about. Comfort food reminds us of how wonderful it is to be with our family and our loved ones.
0: Yes. And I think that sometimes we try to um, overcomplicate things and put too many flavors into things. And when we have something so simple that, that it's, it's about the fresh French rolls and it's about the chicken of the sea tuna and, and there isn't anything else. There's no pretenses put onto it. It just is what it is. And it's just lovely that way. Thank you for being here. I so appreciate you and all of your wisdom that you share.
1: Thank you so much for asking me.
0: If listeners want to find out more about you and what you do, where can they find you?
1: At uh, artofthepie.com. And I'm on uh, the social media channels. At, on Instagram, I'm at Kate McDermott. Um, Twitter, I'm Kate McDermott. And, of course, you can go to your local bookstore and support authors and cookbook writers by purchasing cookbooks and cooking from them.
0: (laughs) If you enjoyed hearing Kate's memories about Baked Stuff tuna rolls and want to hear more stories like this, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you could take five minutes away from the cutting board and leave a rating and review, it'll help me reach more people like you who love stories about food. The full recipe for baked stuffed tuna rolls can be found at theheritagecookbookproject.com. And don't forget to register for access to the printable cookbook pages. Cheers. Oh, and the name of the bread that Kate referenced is called pan d'épée. It's essentially a French baguette shaped like a staff of wheat although the literal translation is earbread because of the shape of each of the rolls.